What's up, adventurers? Welcome to the first ever What's Up Adventure podcast. I'm your host, well, one of them, Gabe, and before me, I have my beautiful wife, Riley Alexis Ward. That's me. So this is our first podcast, and what this podcast is essentially about is basically our adventures on paddleboards, right? Is it weird I'm nervous? <laughs> we have no one here, and no one's going to listen to this podcast, guarantee it. I know, I'm so nervous, no. I'm starting to blush. <laughs> Don't worry. So, we remember, me and Riley have attempted to do a, do a podcast before. It was our honeymoon travel podcast. So we were formerly known as the, well, it's not even up. It was so bad that we didn't even post it. (laughs) So hopefully this is a little bit better. But anyways, we are paddleboarders, stand-up paddleboarders. More, we are better known as adventurers and travelers. And we decided that we, we paddleboard so much, we decided to create this podcast to document and to outline some really cool places to paddleboard and to adventure to. So that's just kind of a brief intro of us giving you some more detail. We do have a, we go on all these adventures or most of them that we can in our Volkswagen bus. The bus's name is Juniper. Yes, it is. Because it's blue like a Juniper and we bought it in June. What year is she? Um, 1968. Yes, 1968. Okay, 1968. And she's a beautiful bluish faded blue color. Oh yeah, but we're not. We're not riding her any right now because we had injured. a tragedy in the bus. Tell him about it. We well, let's just clarify. Gabe was driving, and we were driving up the mountain, and people were flashing us, warning us about something, and we thought something was wrong with the bus. So we were looking down at the lights, and then we looked up, and boom, there we hit a deer. Yeah, there's a big deer or little deer, luckily. Yeah. And I plowed right into it. So the bus is in the shop getting all fixed up right now. R.I.P. Juniper. So she's in the shop right now getting fixed up. But until then, we're going to keep adventuring. And we just recently had a super fun adventure on the paddle boards. Fun? Did I say super fun? You said super fun. <laughs> <laughs> A super adventure. Yeah, a super adventure. A super adventure <laughs> paddleboarding trip. It was seven days. Seven or eight days? Was it seven eight days? days? It was eight days. I think it was eight days, including drive drive time on paddleboards. Eighty-six miles in complete length, not a loop, just in one way. Eighty-six miles in the middle of May. In the middle of May, which it is May twenty-six right now. So this was early. This oh yeah, the beginning of May. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we decided to go to Flaming Gorge. So we went through Wyoming. Where else? So we we so just to give you guys a brief rundown, our adventure uh, started at the top of Flaming Gorge, the very topmost dock that I think you can get to. It's called Buckboard, Buckboard Marina. Marina. And then our adventure took us. So we went all the way down to the dam. And yeah, yeah, we know that's not eighty six miles. <laughs> But keep listening. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> continued. Uh, we so we what did we? What was the word for it? We took our paddle boards out of the lake at so that, that point. We could cross the dam. So that we could cross to the dam onto the Green River and the A, B, and C section of the Green River 
um, you don't need a you don't need a permit for that. So we were able to do A, B, and C sections of the Green River, which continued, which added about 30 miles to our trip. So 50 miles, the majority of it was on the lake. The reason why that's significant is because 30 miles on a river is not a big deal. But 50 miles on a lake is massive. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, 50 miles on Flaming Gorge is pretty intense. And it was, remember, at the beginning of May, so it was absolutely freezing. My brother went fishing, ice fishing, like two months or a month before we went on our paddle boarding trip. So, yeah, the, we were covered the, head the to ice, toe in wetsuits. The ice had essentially just blown off like a month before we got there. And so, in preparation for the trip, we had to learn a new way for packing our paddle boards. We'd never really camped on our paddle boards. We'd brought in, we'd like gone on some longer trips on our paddle boards. So we've put like bags and backpacks, but this was completely different because we had to have everything for seven to eight days. Our tent. Our tent, our, our sleeping, sleeping bags. bags. And it was cold. So we had to, you know, bring good sleeping bags. And we had to bring um, warm clothes. Super warm clothes. So that took up so much Wet space. Suits, um, you know, like, yeah, it was it was a lot of stuff. Food. On top of that, one of the main priorities for me was we were making a documentary, which will hopefully be finished. Well, it will be finished by August that we are entering into the Banff Film Festival, the Banff, Banff Film Festival. And um, yeah, so that was kind of the main purpose behind the behind the trip. But we also brought a friend, Bo, along, which who knows, maybe we'll bring Bo on a podcast one of these times. So it was just me, Riley, and Bo. Riley, Bo, and I me. bet once we tell Bo he's on our first podcast, he'll listen to it. What do you mean? He'll listen to what? The podcast. This one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's tell him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was it was an adventure. Uh the weather was forecasted to be bad the first three days, and it was bad the first three days. It was terrible the first three days. The way we planned the trip is we planned about 10 miles each day, and we planned out camp spots. Well, it was, about more, it was more than 10 miles each day. Hmm? You planned like 12, 13 miles. Yeah, some day. days were nine. Some days were nine. The first day was supposed to be nine. Okay, okay. Good you thing, though. Planning. Good thing, though, because the first day we only went one and a half when we were supposed to go nine. We went one and a half miles. So it was it was absolutely crazy. We'll talk more and more about this paddleboarding trip. I don't know. Would you recommend this trip to the general public going from Buckboard Marina all the way to Cedar Springs Marina? <laughs> Riley's nodding her head. No. <laughs> Very fast. <laughs> t- t- tell me how it was. T- tell me how it was from your personal experience. Well, should I start with day one? Because it, yeah. Overall, it was it, now that I'm home alive and my arms aren't burning, it was great. It was an awesome experience. That's how adventure is. It was super fun, um, and I'm glad I did it. But if you would have asked me on day three, I was crying because I there was no way out and I wanted to get out. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the scary thing about this trip is. There wasn't many escape routes. Many? Well. There wasn't any. I thought of... I tried to get out. Yeah, you would have there had was to go no until day boat. four and then gone into the marina and then gone into Manila and then 
found a way to your car and then we would have been screwed. Yeah. And I didn't think about that. So there was no boat. There was no road close to us once we on day three, at least. And if I would have piled back. Yeah. It would have sucked. By myself. Yeah. In the wind. Yeah. Okay. So day one, we get on the lake and first of all. As we're pumping up our paddle First boards. of all, we started the trip with a Bloody Mary, which was beautiful. Beautiful Bloody Mary. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I got the most extravagant Bloody Mary of all time. So if you want a good Bloody Mary, moral of the story, go to Buckboard Marina in yep. Flaming Gorge. The best Bloody Mary of all time. Oh, continue. but side note, they only do it on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Only on Sundays. So continue your story. Um. So anyways, we're blowing up our paddle boards and people are getting off of the lake in their boats right now. Because it, it looks like a storm is coming in and a girl says to us, oh, I hope you're getting or I hope you're ending the trip and not starting or something. And we I just kind of laugh because we were starting it. And then she's like, yeah, I wouldn't get on the lake now. So that's our first um, encounter with yeah. the lake. And everyone's so, looking at us like we we're crazy. Everyone's pulling their boats out as we are going in. Yeah. So we probably were crazy. Yeah. And so then we start paddling and we just, we like cross a little tiny section and then the wind starts to pick up super hard and it's like ocean waves out there, white caps. And so I was terrified. This was like the first, um, cause I wasn't super close to the shore. And so you were kind of like saying, Riley, hurry up, get over here. And when I'm stressed, I, I don't do good. <laughs> me all over the place so finally we had to like pull over and take the paddle boards out because the wind was wild and the waves were wild yeah they were good like i'd say like 40 to 40 50 mile an hour winds at one point say feet like waves oh no no, no. (laughs) oh my gosh no no no. 40 to 50 mile an hour winds (laughs) so we were able to get onto land and we were just standing there like waiting like maybe it'll change in a second you know it did not change oh it changed it started to rain yeah yeah it was just (laughs) it was very intense and we were only a mile and a half into our trip so luckily we found if we walked a teeny bit we went to a little cove that was kind of covered from wind and we set up our, our tent, not knowing if we were going to spend the night there or if we were going to, like, keep going. Yeah. But because it was only, like, what, three, two? Yeah, it was only, it was, like, one or two. Yeah. One or two. So, yeah, we planned to keep going, but. The, the big thing that stressed me out is that I knew we had so many miles. If we didn't make, I, I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to make up the miles if we didn't continue i was like okay good but like we only went one and a half so i was really worried about that aspect yeah but because we had packed full days of paddling and then day three was it day three or was it day two riley took a picture of herself in the tent (laughs) what'd you do you just took a selfie well it was absolutely freezing it was day three i hated day three (laughs) it was absolutely freezing and i was blowing up our so okay so day two, you have to build it up because if I just tell him that, I sound so lame. No, it was it was bad. I, no, just tell him about day three though. No, I have to tell him about day two. So day two was absolutely terrible. My forearm on wetsuits, the wetsuit is like so tight to your skin, right? Yeah. So I, I was paddling and I was paddling all on the right side because the wind was making us paddle on the right side. And I literally told Gabe, I was like, 
I think my wetsuit is too tight on me. I was like, it's cutting off my blood circulation. My forearm is like, I can't feel it. Like it's burning. And Gabe's like, well, take the wetsuit off. And I was like, so I took like the half part off. My forearm was still burning. That's how tired my forearm was. My, it, my blood was still there. It wasn't cutting off my, any blood circulation. I was just like so dead tired. Okay. So now day three, um, are we recording? Yeah. So now day three comes along and we wanted, we, so day two, we didn't make it to our checkpoint because we had so many miles to make up day three. We still didn't make it to our checkpoint and it was super windy. And, um, that's when we literally took a nap on the rocks. That was day three. Yeah. We literally fell asleep on the rocks on a big pile of rocks waiting for the wind to fall down. Yeah. 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 That was horrible. So we get back up and then I'm setting up camp and I'm like blowing up our little mat thing we have. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I'm absolutely freezing. Um, I was like, so the reason I went on the trip was because I kind of have FOMO. So fear of missing Riley has a serious. (laughs) It's not that serious. Just a doctor's no for it no (laughs) gabe being so dramatic gabe has a serious dramatic issue anyways that's like the reason i went on the trip like my motivation anyways but then you realize my fear i don't need to be here yeah you had fod fear of dying (laughs) (laughs) okay it's fine i don't need to do the rest of the trip gabe can still get his um like video because he has bow um they'll still finish it out i'll be fine i'll just like um go back home because also i was sick I, yeah I was you were sick feeling it at all i was sick before we even started like a cold or something yeah so i was just like um still blowing it up setting up camp i think it's freezing my butt off and then i was like okay um i'll just i was like how am i gonna leave i was like there's no boat to get us and there's no road and I can't, if I paddle back, that's 30 miles back from the direction we just came by myself. And then I it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally stuck here. I have to finish it. And so I was like, it's fine. I was like in the verge, like I wanted to cry, but I was like, no, it's fine. It's like this mental game. And I then like, I walk fine. over. So I get out of the tent, Gabe walks over and he's like, oh, thanks for setting up. Or I don't know. He said something, something nice to me. And I just look at him and I start crying. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> he's like, uh, are you okay? It's like, you know what's I funny is you told wrong? me, you told me you were super bummed because we didn't make it to our camp spot. Me thinking about that now, I was like, oh man, I didn't know she wanted to get to our camp, like our camp spot that bad. But probably the reason why you wanted to get to the camp spot is so you could get a ride back to the car. <laughs> I didn't know that then. I was just thinking, oh, man, she's really she's motiva- so motivated. She's motivated. <laughs> it, it, it sucked because the first three days we didn't we failed to get to every single checkpoint. And then the fourth day we managed to go all the way past our checkpoint because the weather was so good on the fourth day. We went way past it. And then we had a hard time finding a camp spot because... Like we were in a canyon area of Flaming Gorge. So anyways, yeah, it was day four was the best day, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But day three night, you remember that? No. <laughs> it was when it freezed over, wasn't it? Or no, was that, that was day, day two? two. That was day two. 
Okay, well, that even makes day three even worse. So day two. Day two night. So the day morning two of night, day three. We woke up to how much? No, day three morning. Whatever. They get it. <laughs> we woke up to like, yeah, and like an inch of frost. Like everything froze. Everything froze. Even stuff that was not wet. And we barely could sleep because it was absolutely freezing. Yeah, it was so cold. We were not prepared. For that cold of weather. Yeah. I mean, we were somewhat prepared, like, teens that night. Yeah. It was so cold. Um, you cannot convince me otherwise. It definitely got down to, like, 10 degrees, I well, feel like. Well, I'll believe them because I would have said it was negative something. It, yeah, it was It was absolutely freezing. But um, if it would have snowed, it honestly probably would have been better because it wouldn't have been as cold. Yeah. But... So, yeah, day three, day two, day one was so not good. But day four, good thing I didn't, like, I couldn't leave because day four, we woke up and it was, like, glass. glass. Well, day two, honestly, was glass, too. When we woke up, day two. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. That was. Remember, we came out of that cove. It was glass for the first part of the day, and then it got bad. Glass for the first part of the day, like the first five minutes, as soon as we crossed over, it was wind. So the moral of this story is, because, you know, we're giving you guys, the point of this podcast is to give you guys recommendations (laughs) and kind of our personal experiences. We're giving you a pretty big personal experience on this place, but something that you should take away from Flaming Gorge is, it is nicknamed Raining Gorge. Yeah. And it is... I don't know. It <laughs> It's warmer in the summer. Yeah, but Flaming Gorge has the most variable weather of any place I've ever been. Yeah. It changes like on the snap of a finger. The wind direction that first day was blowing pretty hard um from like the east and then it was blowing like 50 mile an hour in the from the south within the blink of an eye. Like, it changed so fast. Yeah. So, that's kind of a precaution that you'll want to take if you go to Flaming Gorge. Excuse me. Because, although it's beautiful, it's awesome. We love Flaming Gorge. It's one of my favorite places that we paddleboarded. But, it has extremely variable weather. Every time we've been there, the weather has changed. Okay, okay. Let's tell them about Kingfisher. Yeah. So. So, was that day four or five? That was day four. So, Kingfisher is a mountain, I guess? It's an island. An island. And that is probably one of the best places to paddleboard, I would say. Because it's it's a loop. First of all, there's a dock right there. Yeah, so you start at the Sheep Creek boat dock. Yeah, and that's where you can put in your paddle boards. Correct. And then you can um, just go whatever way. You, you would go um, east. So east, and you can either... Yeah, we'd recommend going east. So if you continue east on the lake, you're going to go and you're going to see that the lake splits off northward and kind of east-southward. Just stay going east-southward. And then so you split off again to where it goes south, you're going to want to kind of go east-north, northeast. Kind of sounds confusing, but once you see it, it's like yeah. literally the island right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a you can look it up, King Fisher Island Loop, like stand up paddleboarding, and there's resources for that that are like on Visit Utah and stuff like that. But 
Yeah, start at Sheep Creek Boat Dock. Basically, we should make a video too. Yeah, we'll make one. And basically, loop around Kingfisher Island. But the fun part about it is there we um, there's like jump places to jump off of the yeah. Cliffs. There's cliff jumping. Cliff jumping. There's also a rope swing. Yep. And then if you go on the backside of it, there's um, like a sandy spot. Yeah, on the you, very north end, there is a there's a camping spot. Yeah, so you can camp there if you want. Yeah. So you can make like a two day thing if you really wanted to. That'd mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah. And then you could just finish the rest. Yeah, that's what I'd recommend for anyone that wants to go to Flaming Gorge and paddleboard it. It's about a loop or whatever. Yeah. What? How many miles is it? It's like six to six miles or something. Oh yeah, I think it was six miles. Six miles. Took a. It'll take you about four to five hours to complete. But, I mean, I'd say it would take you more if you don't like paddle very hard and you want to like stop and jump off the rope swing and stuff. And Flaming Gorge is pretty high in elevation, too, so I'd recommend going, what'd you say, August, July? Yeah, July. Because... July, August, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you want to be there when it's warm. The water is... it. Free, the entire lake freezes over. You can ice fish on Flaming Gorge. The entire lake does? Yeah, the entire lake freezes over. Oh. Yeah, so you want to go there when it's... A little later in the season, definitely don't go in. But also not too late because then the rain comes. When when would you say that comes? Like September? September. Really? I don't know. I don't know. I made that up. Okay. So September, the water is going to be way warmer. July, August, beginning of September, I guess. Yeah. August would be a good time to go. Yeah. So start at Sheep Creek Boat Dock. Boat dock. <laughs> um, go around Kingfisher Island, hit the rope swing, go to that campground. Do some cliff jumping. On the north. Yeah. There's some like kind of cool little coves you can mm-hmm. explore. And camping um, is great in Flaming Gorge. Yeah. The stars. Oh my gosh. Remember that? Yep. You should tell them about that. Oh, the, which one? Satellite. Okay, yeah. So we when we were there, we... Actually, th- all started off because okay. I saw it. <laughs> so we were at the camp. We were camping. Oh, yeah, this is perfect. Because if you go right of the loop of Kingfisher, that's where we... This is the same day. Yeah. So we um, didn't do the loop at this time. We kept going. And then we got into. Well, yeah, this is our this is our adventure. We didn't we didn't loop it, of course. We went past the rope swing. Yeah, and we went off it. It was so cold. Anyway, so now we're camping, and it was we were by the by the fire trying to warm up, and I was taking a big drink of water because we didn't drink any water that trip. Just staring at the stars because the stars are absolutely awesome in Flaming Gorge, and then I see. I look to my right and I see like the star moving. I think it is. And then I see a satellite. I think it's a star. Oh, you thought it was a star at this point. Yeah. And then I saw another star follow right after it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing two shooting stars in a line. So then I see another one. And I, I hurry and tap Gabe. I'm like, whoa, like look. And Gabe looks up and he freaks out. He's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He's like, this is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. He's like, running all over the place i love see i love i love like looking at the sky like stars are like i don't know i'm just amazed by 
space, outer space. But what it was, so usually you can, I've seen some of the coolest stuff. The coolest things I've ever seen in the night sky has been at Flaming Gorge. Yeah. The year before was that Neo Wise Comet. Yeah. And it was super like clear, clear, very easy to see. And then it was that night. Um, but usually you can spot satellites and they, a lot of them go in like the same pattern. So they don't hit each other that you, if you look at one part of the sky, sometimes you'll see like, um, satellites continuing on the same pattern, but they're usually like a minute apart or something like that. But these were satellites seconds apart this time. Like, well, there was a line of them. It looked like. A perfor- it looks like it looked like the night sky was perforated and it was all moving. Yeah. Like it was a dotted line. Yeah. It was a do- it was literally oh, a dotted line. Yeah, I get it. It was a dotted line <laughs> across the night sky and there was like 50 of them or of satellites more. and there were they were literally just like when you're looking up in the night sky they're like a thumbnail apart. Super close. And it was just, it was super weird and cool looking. Never seen anything like that before. Yeah, it was super cool. Maybe they weren't satellites. Maybe they were UFOs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely if you go to Flaming Gorge, I would say stay the night, get some shots of the night sky. It's a great place if you do astrophotography. Yeah. To do that there. Those big telescopes. Yep. That'd be cool. I would recommend... If you camp there to camp either on Kingfisher Island, if you're going to do it that way, if you want to paddleboard and bring all your equipment with you, if you don't want to do it that way, there's a beautiful campground called um, Lucerne Campground. It's pretty close. So Lucerne Campground is we've camped there before. It's kind of sandy. It's pretty spread out. It's a lot of places for people that put their boats out there that kind of like dock their boats out there on the beach. Cause it's a beachy area and so you, you can drive your uh, motor home or yep. you can drive your truck or your car and tent it. It's a pretty awesome spot. And then yeah. also if you dock, like, um, launch your boat, you can just drive or like drive yeah. your boat. Straight it's up like to a big camp. bay Lucerne campground. It's like a big bay and it's really close to Manila. Do you which, have to pay? Yeah, you have to pay. I, okay. I think most of those campgrounds around there, you have to pay, but yeah, worth it's a, it. yeah, it's way worth it. There's a little porta potties. Yeah, very nice. Um, and if you're like me and you like crawdads, then you can oh, go and yeah. catch those at night. There's plenty of crawdads at Flaming Gorge, like an abundance of crawdads. Um, I don't set traps out for them; I just catch them by hand. So I do it a little more of the redneck way. And he's only been pinched once. How, what, what, really? Yeah, by that little one you said. Oh. I don't ever recall being pinched by a crawdad, but anyways, yeah, it, it, it's a great place to go and vacation, a great place to kind of find your own adventure. There's actually a campground that you can only get to by boat or paddleboard or kayak um, south of Kingfisher Island. What is it called? Um, it's that one that we, what's it called? I'm looking it up right now. When we launch up? Yep. Oh, really? You can only get there by paddle? Yeah. There's no road mm. to it. That's cool. That makes it way cooler. We should have stayed there. It is called Hideout Canyon Boat Inn Campground. So, 
So that you could still dock up like launch in Sheep Creek. Yeah, you could you could launch from the Sheep Creek boat dock. And then instead of doing the Kingfisher, or you could do the Kingfisher and then loop yeah, around. you can still do Kingfisher. Uh, you just have to go south. You'd have to kind of backtrack a little bit, or if you want to loop the loop it from the other way. But that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be you really cool. Because then that one, if you go past that campground, that get like starts you up start that canyon yeah which that was so pretty yeah what skill level would you recommend the kingfisher loop for oh pretty um easy Keisha did it yeah your parents did it first time paddling i'd say pretty easy i mean you have i'd to say like, intermediate to beginner i'd say beginner yeah um you do have to be like aware the, the reason I'd say is it is it's not really beginner is because of the you waves. got you do have to have balance to do this because even if the weather is good there are boats and, and if, if you're going summer yeah and if you go in summer there's there was a lot of boats yeah over by the rope swing it can get pretty choppy over there that's true so I would not say that this is necessarily beginner I would say this is more intermediate um, okay okay that's true yeah because it definitely gets pretty rowdy. I mean, if you've paddleboarded quite a few times and you got good balance and you're athletic, then, but, or let's say you haven't paddleboarded before, but you're athletic and you generally have good balance, I'd say you could do it. Yeah. You know, cause we're not like super big athletes. We've gone paddleboarding quite a bit, you know, like yeah. big, big time paddleboarders, but, um, I'd say we're actually professional paddleboarders. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, uh, oh, sorry, my dang phone. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that's what I would recommend 100%. Do the Kingfisher Island loop. Um, there's lots of information on that. Watch the weather, though, because it can change in an instant. Um, it can look like it's going to be good. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're going to have be having big wins. So I would always recommend, you know, having like an escape route planned out so that you have a place to go. If the weather gets bad, if it starts blowing from this direction, where are we going to go from here? You know? Yeah. Well, there's oh, what are some other things I was going to say about Flaming Gorge? Oh, Let's um, talk about the canyon. What canyon? On day four. Five, I mean. Right, if you go straight, past Howdout. Hideout. Howdout. Howdout. Hideout. Campground. Yeah. Where we fished. Oh, where we were just sitting there and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're in for way more of an adventure, but not quite what we did, you could go from Sheep Creek Boat Dock all the way to Cedar Springs Boat Dock. You just have to have two vehicles. Yeah, but you have to, there's literally one spot you can camp. Yeah. And it's. I mean, there's two. There's that, there's that um, one that we were talking about. Hideout. But once you pass hideout, there's like no camping. And it's not labeled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the camp spot is not labeled. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a paddle. Like Yeah, it's a long, it's a long way. It's a long paddle. Um, So to be honest, I would prep yourself to maybe not camp. We're gonna see if there's like a if that campground had a name. Actually, that'd be a long paddle if you didn't camp. Yeah, it's a long. I mean, we did it, but that was a no, freaking... no, no. We camped. 
Oh, if you did not camp at all? Yeah. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you would want to camp for sure. So if you that that's kind of another option of something you could do is go from Cedar Spring. So sorry, Sheep Creek to Cedar Springs. I wouldn't do it vice versa because kind of the way the current goes, it wants to go towards the dam. So Sheep Creek to Cedar Springs, definitely plan on camping one night. Yeah. And paddling. But camping at hideout or camping at in the middle? Definitely. I mean, I would say camping in the middle. Me too. Yeah. But you don't don't camp out hideout. Oh, no. Where's the camp spot they're talking about? Yeah. Because it's we got really lucky. Yeah. We got extremely lucky. You got to keep going. Because it was like, oh, my gosh, it was like so late. Yeah, it was super late. It It was was like seven, almost eight o'clock. Like the sun was going down and we were like, oh my gosh, yeah. we've been paddling for so long. It's going to get dark here soon. And then we saw this big flat rock. And so we were like, okay, we have to, we're going to sleep on this rock. Yeah. And then, um, Gabe kept going a teeny bit further. And then we found like this camp spot that you have to like walk up to a bit, but it was pretty awesome. That's where, oh, that's the camp spot where we saw the satellites. Yeah, it, I think I have, I think I found out where it's at. Yeah, it is definitely halfway, a little more than halfway. But yeah, it doesn't have like really a name or anything. Dang. So. Yeah, I I mean, that's that- something that I'm just going to say, I don't recommend doing it. Just to cover our butts, but it was so cool. It was cool. It's cool because you get to go to a part of the lake that no one is ever going to paddleboard really in. Because it's like the canyon. It was so yeah. pretty. Yeah, it's super pretty. It's, it's beautiful. It was beautiful. And there was not very many boats. There's like a little was, waterfall we saw. Yeah, there's like a part of the river that flows into it. So. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Anything else you'd recommend for people? doing flaming gorge well we didn't really get to explore um that one another island you know yeah it's called like horseshoe or something like that yeah so we didn't really get to explore that a ton but that looks like it could have been really pretty back there yeah i don't know what it's called it's north of kingfisher island it's horseshoe canyon that's what it's called we'll have to do that and that'll be another podcast if you wanted to make horseshoe if you wanted to do the kingfisher island you want to go further than just kingfisher island but you don't want to go all the way to cedar springs you could do horseshoe canyon and then come back to kingfisher and then camp on kingfisher for sure yeah we'll do that though we should yeah. do that this summer and then we can do another yeah but i don't know overall i would say flaming gorge is a must kingfisher island loop is a definite must do must see there is supposedly really good fishing at flaming gorge we didn't experience really any of it because <laughs> we were paddleboarding we had time to make up so we didn't really have what it felt like a lot of time to fish we but, felt like we didn't have any free time because of our first day yeah so like we originally we planned to go through horseshoe um canyon canyon but because of that first day we were yeah. just like, no. Yeah. You just got to be on your tiptoes with Flaming Gorge because, like I said, the weather can change in an instant. So, you know. Gabe re- told me when we were paddleboarding, he's like, always have an escape route. 
Yeah. She's like, if the wind goes this way, where are you going to go? If it goes this way, where are you going to go? And of course, always have your leash and your life jacket on. Actually, Flaming Gorge requires that. You have to have a leash, you have to have a life jacket, and you have to have a whistle. Yeah, you do. Well, yeah, most places you do have to have a whistle. Yeah. So, So, just something good to have, anyways. But if you rent a paddleboard, I'm pretty sure they give you all that stuff. I'd recommend having some high vis, um, like high visibility type something on your paddleboard or maybe wearing some clothes that are high in visibility just for the boats. Oh, like a bright orange. Yeah. Like a bright orange. Yeah. Got you. Let's talk to him a little bit about packing your paddleboard for going on adventures oh, yeah. like this. Because so how did we do it? We don't know. <laughs> so yeah, we had to come up with a way to pack our paddleboards in a in preparation for us falling in. Yeah. Because we knew the weather was going to be pretty bad. And you always fall in when you're paddleboarding. Yeah. You know, you really always do. Like you're always prob- for the most part you're always kind of going in. We didn't. Well, we didn't, but like I don't know. You always want to be prepared for that. Yeah, be prepared. You, you got to sure. you always got to treat it like all your stuff is getting wet that is on your paddleboard. Yeah. So what we did is we dry bagged the heck out of everything. A dry bag and a dry bag and a dry bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was super paranoid because I had camera equipment. And so I had everything kind of dry bagged. But essentially the way that we did it is you do have to have a paddleboard that has bungees. Or at least I'd say you need a paddleboard with kind of that front bungee strap. Yeah, definitely because yours came undone. Yeah. In the back. Yep. So you need, um, like, we had 110 liter uh, dry bags, which is a really big dry bag. Mm-hmm. You can get those from Recreation Outlets. If no, you live in we're Utah. Not sponsored. <laughs> um, I know, they refuse to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, just get a 110 liter dry bag and then we put that underneath our bungee straps. Um, if you're doing a big time trip like us, that did not fit everything of mine. Did it fit everything of yours? Uh, yeah, because I didn't have camera gear. So right. I carried the sleeping. I carried the sleeping pad, my sleeping bag, and my clothes, and then my food. Yeah. And we put my our food in a smaller dry, dry bag. bag. Yeah. And then we put my clothes in a double like garbage bag. Yeah. So we doubled that up because if our clothes got wet. That would have sucked so bad. Yeah. It would have been freezing. Um, and then we put the sleeping pad didn't need a dry bag. Yeah. Look, I had one more dry bag, but I can't remember. Mm. Anyways, and then we put all of that stuff in the bigger 110 liter yeah. dry bag. Yeah. Um, for big ex this is really only for big expeditions. If you're just going on like an overnighter, I guess you'd still kind of need a bigger dry bag. Because you yeah, have to bring a tent. Still need, yeah, a tent, tent a sleeping, bag. sleeping bag. Yeah. So this is still good information for pretty much everyone. Yeah. You just won't have to do it. If you're doing a multi day trip, yeah. If you're doing a multi day trip, kind of like what we did, I don't know if I would do it again the way we did it. What would you change? I would have done more dry bags. And like, I don't know if I would have needed that 110. Well, no, I'd still yeah, need you would have because you had to. Well, you had your back. So Gabe packed different. I definitely would have needed the 110 because I had all these little things all in the big bag. That was yeah. like my bag. Gabe packed. He had a backpack inside of his dry bag. So Gabe had. Tell him. I don't know. Yeah, I just it was ridiculous. I had it was too hard to get to everything. 
So my backpack was inside my dry bag. And, and there inside was of stuff his backpack, he had another food. dry bag. And yeah. then a lot of things were ziplocked. Yeah. I was just trying to keep everything organized, but it ended up being a pain in the butt. And because if you think about it, you have to be so packed to fit everything on your paddleboard in that bag. So that's why you were trying to do that. So you could fit everything, first of all, and be organized so it wouldn't get all like tossed around, tossed around. And you had to be prepared to flip the paddleboard over. So like Gabe, like a week before, like um, packed everything, put it under the bungees tipped we held the paddleboard upside down to see if it would all stay and then flipped it back yeah (laughs) so because he also had his um camera stuff too yeah so yeah i had lots of camera equipment and so i was super worried about it's funny though the camera equipment was probably the least protected because it was in a dry backpack that is not 100 percent waterproof and it was on the back of his his board so this is why i had a dry bag within that dry backpack right yeah you did <laughs> so actually it was yet it was, you still managed to drop your camera into the what camera lake your camera the like, one i'm using right now oh i did yeah, yeah. oh my gosh i forgot about that yeah <laughs> i was pulling it out of my dry bag in it or i was pulling You're what was i doing trying to grab a battery or something out of my dry bag and then and, ended up falling in the lake yeah. in the river. but we it didn't sink or anything, but it definitely got wet. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, I mean, the trip we oh, did. Oh, oh, oh. Go, I know. So this is why we recommend having those bungee is because Gabe um, got a, what's it called? A latch thing? Huh? Like carabiner? A tie down. A tie down? You know? The canvas ties? And he um, tied that down, his camera bag to the back of his board and then you have that flap that you're paddling and also his um little bungee thing came undone the little ratchet thing the green rope oh you're talking about the tie down the ratchet yeah (laughs) yeah i had a tie down wrapping around the back of my board holding on to the my backpack that was on the back so i had bags on the front and bags on the back so I don't re- recommend that because you you could have lost that if I didn't realize it was undone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't recommend bringing a bunch of expensive camera equipment doing this kind of thing. But if you do, well, I would do I'd make sure it's bungees. extra secure. Huh? I'd, I'd make sure the paddleboard has those bungees. Yeah. No, there's no way to do an expedition like that. And originally the boards were provided to us by Finn's Paddleboard Company. Thanks, Finn's Paddleboard Company. So we located in in Salina, Utah. So definitely get from them. They were awesome. No, they're super nice. Um, The owners are very cool people. So we'd recommend going and checking them out. If you're ever going to the Palisades in Utah, which we need to go there, hit them up and see if we can get some cool video or anything cool like that there but yeah um we they were going to provide paddle boards that didn't have bungees and i was like oh yeah we can't do that and so luckily they had paddle boards with bungees so make sure if you're going to do an expedition like that you have bungees bungees on your paddle board don't buy a paddle board without bungees would you ever buy I, i would not i mean i wouldn't but we're doing like yeah stuff for all you adventurers out there. 
they can still be adventurous without bungees on their paddleboard. No. Yes. <laughs> no, you guys can't. <laughs> so if Gabe sees you out on the lake and you don't I'm have a bungee you on your paddleboard, he's Cook like, of the day. Not adventurous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Where are you gonna All put right. your where are you gonna put your flip flops? All right. Well yeah, I think that wraps <laughs> it up, doesn't it? <laughs> Get bungees on your paddleboard. <laughs> So, guys, uh, make sure you comment. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, if you feel so inclined, please give us a five-star review. I don't know. Subscribe. There's so many different platforms. Four-star is fine with me. I mean, yeah. You're I'm fine with four-star. You're right. I give most places four a stars. three. <laughs> four stars. <laughs> I, I don't... It's got to be pretty special if I give them five stars, to be honest. So... Give us whatever review you Give us feel. some feedback. Give like, us some what feedback. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? What would be useful? What do you want to hear? How, how long should we make it? How short? Yeah, because we're going to... Was this boring? I don't know. I think it was fun. Did you have a fun time? <laughs> yeah. This like was an adventure. About, about right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, guys, we're going to... We're going to hit it. We're going to hit the hay. We're going to hit the hay. Until the next adventure, we will catch you guys later. Sup. Oh.